0: Of Ramsey Solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BW as the status symbol of choice. I'm John Deloney, joined here by best-selling author and good friend Rachel Cruz. We are taking your calls on money, life, relationships, work, all of it. Give us a shout. toll free 888 825 5225 It's 888 825 Five two two five and Rachel can't she can't even can't take it anymore. She's got huge news. What is it?
1: I am so excited to announce. Today is the launch of a new podcast out by the Ramsey Network, Smart Money Happy Hour. She's so
0: excited she can't hide it. She's about to lose control, I and I think she'll like it.
1: I'm very. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, tell me about this. Yeah, I know. So George Campbell and myself. Uh, we were just talking, this was, this was like probably nine, 10, 11 months ago. And we were like, man, we need a fun, just quick, you know, 30 minute podcast every week talking about what's going on in the world with money. Cause there's always something interesting, right? Whether it's the Royals are in the news. Uh,
0: is that interesting?
1: Oh yeah. Because oh, then you yeah. like tie in money and you're like, okay, so how does like, like tell me all about them or like, um. I mean, even pop culture, right? Or J-Lo, inflation or the famous one. Up.
0: J-Lo and Ben, what Bicket is going They get married. like, let's happen. talk
1: about weddings. Like we're going <laughs> to, we just are like, there's things going on in the world that connect to money and we need a place to talk about it. So it's two friends, happen to be money experts armed with a cocktail, and we're going to just chat about money and life. And it's really exciting. So anyway, so the there's two episodes that dropped today. Again, Smart Money Happy Hour. Uh, if you love podcasts, go and subscribe. Please listen and give us your feedback because, uh, yeah, George and I, we love it. It's, and it's as so somebody who
0: has sat by you two in real life and listened to you all just go, it's so fun.
1: It's basically like that. It's so I know. That's what I mean. It's so fun. <laughs> we record it.
0: About, it's recorded. Put out there. So it's, That's so exciting. Okay, We're making so money fun. One more time. Sorry.
1: Smart Money Happy Hour. So go subscribe, listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you
0: listen to podcasts, fantastic. Smart Money Happy Hour. And there's a drink of the day?
1: We, yeah, we have a we have a cocktail each episode, so you'll get actually the recipe for that, the yep. breakdown of how much it costs to make at home versus a restaurant.
0: Money, making money fun.
1: All of it. We're making money fun again. I
0: love it. <laughs> making money fun again. Way to go, Rachel. All right, let's go to Kathleen in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What's up, Kathleen? Hello. What's up?
2: Hi. Okay. I was calling, um, hi to both of you. And I was, I was calling we're in step four, five, and six. And, um, I've got two kind of youngish kids and, um, a job. (laughs) And so they, you know, they change out of toys and they change out of clothes and the house can become overwhelming. And so I would love to just, I feel good about when I give it to friends and family, but there's some stuff that I would love to just like Courage, and give to you know a donation place. But then I have Dave Ramsey in my head saying, "Sell everything so the kids think they're next." <laughs> so like, <laughs> so how do I, like kind of how do I balance that? Of like, my house is not paid off, but we are in four, five, and six. So I mean, I I could always you know we're always like where do I feel like I'm wasting my time versus wasting my money um, or my money making opportunity or. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah. That's a
0: great question.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think the whole sell so much stuff the kids think they're next applies really with the gazelle intensity of Baby Step 2. So when you're getting out of okay. debt, it's like you're trying to get 10 bucks wherever you can. I mean, it's just like any dollar that goes towards Paying off your debt gets you that much closer to being debt free. So, a lot of that intensity and that verbiage really for me is a sign for baby step two. You're in baby step four, five, and six. So, yeah, you're trying to pay off the house, but if you sell a pair of your kids' shoes for eight bucks, that's, the, yeah, sure, it's eight bucks towards the mortgage, but I don't really, I mean, it's yeah, not yeah. the end of the world. Like at that point. Now, if it's like $800 that you could sell something, that's probably worth right. it. So, it's really going to, you're <laughs> going to have to look to see, okay, what yeah what's worth it and what's not and i can tell you Kathleen, on on my end we i rarely sell anything i mostly give stuff away right. i text pictures from like kids clothes and shoes to neighbors and and family like you said or i just put them in a big trash bag and take it to goodwill i mean like i'm i'm i don't spend the time you know there but i'm on baby step 7 do you know what i'm saying so like it, it's kind of like where you're at so baby step 2 i'd be selling everything and get what you can to pay off that consumer debt where you're at it's going to depend on the price point and if it's worth the hassle uh, for you and then when you get to baby step 7 that's when you're like hey yeah you st- it's not bad to sell stuff but also you have the freedom to be like i'm just going to i'm just going to be able to give give a bunch i'll oh, go ahead well, I wasn't say last thing and if it's like kids toys i know for our for our house it's like sonic kid meal toys uh, that are brought I'm like trash. how it's trash, trash. Like, how about, like I don't want to give this to anyone because this is like a curse to you and I don't want you to like have this like it's terrible terrible
0: yeah if somebody brings a bunch of happy meal toys to you that they're not your friend <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Not, they
0: don't like you question
1: the relationship right.
0: Um, I yeah I similar to Rachel I look at this as baby steps one two and even into three is yeah. about survival four five and six and seven is about creating a life that is worth living right so Um, I Rachel, the way I break this down is, is this, what's my hourly wage? I'm going to pay myself to do this thing. Even as Mm much when it comes to mowing my yard and part of that's meditative and counseling for me is just being out on the mower for a while. But I ask myself if I'm going to take an hour of my day and that's the most precious resource I have, which is my time. Now that I'm not running for my life anymore, what am I going to get for this hour? And if it's eight dollars, I'm probably not. Gonna, I'm probably going to give it away and bless somebody with it and move on with my life. If it's eight hundred dollars, I'm not worth that much, so I'll I'll make that trade. Right? <laughs> I'll definitely make that trade. So hope that helps, Kathleen.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you.
0: Some of it, I think, is changing your identity from trying to not die to how do I build a life that I, I that's worth living. Is that fair?
2: Yes. Definitely.
0: Are you struggling with that part of it?
2: Um, no, just maybe, just maybe the guilt of it of like, could I could I be doing more? But then, but yeah, but then the the like you said with the analogy of the mowing the lawn, like, is it really worth it, running around the city for five dollars? So.
0: Not with our gas prices, absolutely not. Yes, unless you yeah. drive a Tesla like Rachel. It's just, it's for sure not worth It's for sure not in. worth it. Um, hey, I th- i think we under under talk about this, Rachel, is shifting identities from one of running for your life and one to how do you live? Because I think a lot of us grew up in households where debt was just the way things were. And so when it goes, we moved to baby steps four, five, and six, and seven. We're creating a life that we've not ever seen, Mm -hmm. right? Or we especially have never felt it. What's it like to not be looking over your shoulder all the time? And it feels irresponsible if you've been looking over your shoulder your whole life. So how do you settle into that?
1: Well, and there, there isn't, I love that you asked the identity question because for so many people getting out of debt, it's it. Like that is life. That is everything you're working towards, everything. And the moment it ends, yes, you get the freedom and the peace. But a lot of people are like oh my god what do we do what do I do I now don't, I don't know what to do now where do I focus my time and my energy? like it's, it is is a weird paradise shit nah, now you gotta shift. be married or whatever yeah, right? yeah that's right that's you gotta right. go on yeah. a date
0: now right <laughs> yeah yeah that, and that's a whole other can't of category. alright 888 825 this is the Ramsey Show we'll be right back
3: Hey, listen up. Everyone is at risk of identity theft. I don't care if you're a hermit living off the grid listening to the show on a battery-powered radio. All of your data collected by every company you've ever done business with lives online. Your bank, your doctor's office, retailers, the apps on your phone, the gas station where you have loyalty rewards, they all store your info online, making them ripe, for a cyber attack or data breach. That's why I've been telling people for almost 25 years they need an ID theft protection plan and the only one I've ever recommended is from Xander Insurance. They monitor your personal and financial info, even your home title, and take over the work if you become a victim. It's the most thorough and affordable plan out there. I even have it for my family and our entire team. Visit Xander.com or call 800 356 4282.
0: This is the Ramsey Show, 888 5225. I'm John Deloney, joined here by Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls on money and relationships and work and your mental health and life, all of it. 888 5225. Let's go to Sean in Phoenix. What is up, Sean?
4: Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, having me here. Um, you got it. What's up? Question is uh so kind of backtrack a little bit in like beginning of the pandemic i was looking at buying a house in order to qualify for that house like i was going to be renting out my old one so i needed like to get that place rented quick for the income they wanted to include that uh, in the qualifying process there i ended up renting it out to my cousin uh, stars kind of aligned. His lease was coming up and his, uh, landlord at the time was going to be rent, like increasing up to like 1800, 1900, something like that. I said, Hey, if you want to move in my house, it's not only bigger, it's closer to your, your work here and I'll rent it to you for like 1600 and everything's been good. Uh, he's been there since like May, 2020 and we're coming out like, I mean, passing the two year mark here and that place currently rents would rent for around 2,500. Um, and I'm just curious. And like, if I should increase the rent like what the expectation, like or how I should do that, if I should at all, I guess, uh, to family there, <laughs>
0: uh, I, I don't have a problem with you raising rent. Like, I I think the the challenge here is a there's something in your spirit that's not settled, and b there's something relational that has kept you from just sitting down and having this conversation.
4: Yeah, that's that's uh, my. I, I just concern. wanted to make sure.
1: Yeah, you're that not a was, bad like, guy. So about um, it
4: the right way. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not a
1: bad guy for raising the rents, right? I mean, yeah, you're not. It's it, this isn't. A ministry To him right This is your investment Uh, And you guys It worked out well then And so I mean like So I want to get to like The heart stuff Like what John was saying But on a tactical level You know if it was me I think having the conversation Of hey So 2500 is Is market value I'm not going to take you there This year Like I mean I think If you went almost a thousand bucks up i mean i think you could and there's nothing morally wrong with it but it's a little bit of a whiplash like yeah for that's right yeah, yeah. So that's is, there, is there a middle ground of say hey i'm gonna raise you to two thousand this this year and just expect probably another bump next year i might you know maybe i'll, I'll give you a little bit of a discount from market rape since we're family uh and and if you sean can afford that and that's okay um then that's okay but i i wouldn't man i i wouldn't I understand why you're hesitating, and I want you to break that down with John a little bit more, but because it is awkward. But yeah, but it's family. I, th- I
0: think you nailed it, uh, Sean. I think there's what you're doing isn't right or wrong. I think it's just business. I think how you do it is going to be: do you do it with dignity, or do you, do you send him an email and says, "Hey, I'm raising rates a thousand dollars a month, effective whatever," or do you call him and or go visit him in person well, and say, "Look, here's the deal, man. This thing's gone up so much, I can't in good faith, I can't." continue to afford to run at this low do you want to stay in it because this is what the rent's going to be for you versus what the market you see what i'm saying there's a, a yeah. right way to do it
1: and giving him an option a great idea yeah. too because it says dignity that he chooses then
0: yeah. it's uh, you being a grown-up and saying here's what i'm choosing i'll give you the opportunity to be an adult and choose to
4: so i guess like the the thing was, was like i don't mind helping him out so like because he, he's been wanting to get into a house himself And I've been sending them houses. Like I know house prices have gone up and stuff, but I'm starting to see a cool down here in Phoenix. And I sent him a house that like just recently dropped like 50,000. And then he's like, he's just full of excuses on terms of why he can't, can't do it. And it's like, I don't mind giving you a discount to help you get ahead. But then if you're taking that money and then going on vacations with it and doing this in terms of what I've seen, it's like, that's why, that, look, that's why you need to get <laughs> out of like this. I feel like I'm getting squeezed a little bit. <laughs>
0: you, well, you are because you are You have expectations of him that y'all did not agree on. He didn't yeah. agree that he was yeah. going to live under market value for two years and save it for a house. That's what you want him to do. And so now you're getting yeah. mad about an arrangement that y'all don't even have. Yeah. And so if you sit down with him and sure. say, I will let you be six mo- for six more months, we're going to ride this out, or three more months, and you can get a house. But after mm-hmm. this, i got to go back to market value here. You've had two and a half years. Yeah. Here's the agreement. That's, that's a totally different yeah. thing, but it's really not fair for you to get mad about an arrangement that doesn't exist in, in real life.
4: True. Uh, yeah, we haven't dis- discussed on it there, so I guess it's just more... I've been just like asking around and stuff there, for, and I've gotten my my wife uh, talking about it and that difference of opinion. I'm like, you know, I'm going to call, call the Ramseys <laughs> and see what they say. So, well,
0: so uh, the the best answer Rachel and I can give you in this kind of situation is what do we do with our family. And I would do yeah. exactly what we have just would have said is I'd call my cousin and go grab some coffee and say, how's your life? How are you doing? The market has shifted dramatically. It's it. And so I've got to have to put this up at a higher rate. I'm making that choice, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm owning that choice. Cause I'm an adult and I'll cut you this deal for this long, but then I'm gonna have to make a move. And if you want to stay, I'd love to have you as a tenant. You've been a great tenant. If you've got to go, I totally understand. You've got to leave. And really, you're framing the conversation as you're giving them permission to leave, not that you are yeah. kicking them out. Yeah. Right. And he, he makes the choice. He makes which the I choice. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good just luck, it, Sean.
1: That's awkward though. Like, be I get clear. It. It's yes, yes. That's the ugh, be clear. And here's another thing for those of you, because real estate, I feel like people love it's just a hot topic of like investment real estate having rentals passive income all of it but always always raise the rent if you're a landlord even if it's 20 bucks 50 bucks because there is something that said if you just keep the same rent for three years suddenly Sometimes the renter can feel entitled to no 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 you can't raise my rent it's been the same and i've been good uh, and as a landlord you're like no 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 what he just experienced i just ran comps for the first time in 3 years and now it's at it's this a and $1000 yeah. yeah so always if there is if you have that in your life if you have a rental raise it even again 50 bucks that has to be a lot but enough of movement there that it I've doesn't heard stay that. stagnant okay there you go, John. Did you learn something new? From I, just, me?
0: I just learned real estate. I'm things. a real
1: estate mogul.
0: No, I'm just off, <laughs> off air, I was learning all about these wild conspiracies and everything and ancient things. But there
1: are some weird I, stuff I, in the I, world. I, we won't do it on this podcast. I
0: learned about uh, Maybe. real estate. Okay. Hey, we got a minute left before we go to break. Tell me more about this new podcast.
1: Oh, yes. The Smart Money Happy Hour. Smart Money Happy Hour, where uh, George Campbell and I are hosting it together. And. It's it's a really casual it's a it's a really casual podcast so it's definitely a podcast if you love the Ramsey show uh, if you have a friend that you're like man I really wish they would like kind of engage their money a little bit more and listen but if this show that you're listening to currently is a little bit too like intense intense or hardcore the happy hour the smart money happy hour is a great kind of entryway entryway into gotcha. talking about money so yeah so we talk about pop culture things going on trends stuff we're seeing. Uh, it's basically the, the conversations you wish you were having with your friends when it comes to money we're going to have it live on a microphone that you get to listen to yeah,
0: I love it <laughs> hey have you ever noticed that when you commit to change in one area of your life it's easier to make progress in other areas I met thousands of people on their journey to build wealth who've accomplished other amazing things along the way like losing a bunch of weight finding career that they love fixing their marriage, overcoming stress and anxiety. When it seems, what seems impossible becomes possible when you have a smart plan and you turn up the focus and intensity on your goals. That's why we're bringing Smart Conference to Dallas, Texas on Saturday, October 22nd. Smart Conference is the one day event where we help you build momentum in all areas of your life. Whether you just lost your job, the credit card bills, eating up your paycheck, or you feel alone in this crazy world, we got you. Ramsey Personalities, Rachel Cruz, myself, Ken Coleman, Christina Ellis, George Campbell will join Dave Ramsey on stage to give you a smart plan for your money, your relationships, your personal growth, and your career. Live in person, October twenty second. Get your passes before they sell out. Visit RamseySolutions dot com slash events to reserve reserve your seats. This
1: is a fun event, today. and I just saw the timeline. You have the longest keynote. Did you know that, John?
0: Well, I mean, they give they're you the more time for the, the better the, time, the speeches. All the
1: time. And I was like, wow, I will, John. I'll
0: concede, no, here's the deal.
1: George and I will have shorter shorter keynotes they talking They know about money. that John's Delaney? full of
0: hot air and he can't stop talking. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that. why they're like, we'll just no, it's a
1: really it. fun day. So come out if you're in Dallas or somewhere near. It's my first one. Ah, oh, it's great. It's a fun event. I'm
0: looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back.
3: Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar.
0: This is the Ramsey Show. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. Let's go to Kate in Stamford, Connecticut. What is up, Kate?
5: Hi. Good How afternoon. We? Thanks for taking. How are we doing? I'm very well. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. What's up? How can we help?
5: Okay. Um. In the last couple of months, it has come to light that there's been some pretty significant financial infidelity um from my husband who got involved in day trading and has subsequently lost about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Whoa. Um I know. Um it's a giant pill to swallow and one that I'm just honestly still like in shock about. Wow I just I still can't believe it. I, I just can't believe it. Um so this is a combination of about a hundred and five thousand dollars in personal loans and about 42 ish in credit card debt Mm. um all of this was like within the last you know maybe six seven months it happened very quickly and honestly it's all just come out now um and so my concern is that the minimum amount for all of this debt combined is about forty eight hundred dollars a month which is a that's the minimum and My question to you is, what do you think about me taking out a HELOC loan, um, which hopefully would be able to pay off all of this debt, and then it's like a more manageable monthly payment for me, you know, because quite frankly, we've got two small kids. There's $4,800 a month in minimum payments is... It, it's crippling. I, yeah. I don't even know how we, how do you do this for the rest of time? you know, because if you yeah. only paying the minimum, that's what we're looking at.
0: Oh gosh, I can hear it on oh. you. Oh my gosh.
5: Thank you. I,
0: one, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um,
5: Thank you. Thank I, you. I want
0: to first norm what's going on inside of you. You are right to be maniacally angry. And you are yeah. right to be stunned and in shock and grieving and upset and scared and anxious. All of those things are
2: right, mm-hmm.
0: okay? I just yeah. don't want you to feel like you're going crazy. You probably are no, going to feel I like know. you're going crazy, but not because your feelings are wrong, okay? Um yeah. I would be having all of those things too. What is your mm-hmm. what is your entire homes uh what what is your take-home income as a family?
5: Um Together, we're at $250,000 annually.
0: Okay. Um, I'll let Rachel hop in here. Here's what I want to tell you. Do not make a mess even messier. Okay. Okay? I know you can't breathe right now. Your breath will come back to you. You'll have a big cell you've got a huge, huge mess on your hands. Yeah. What often happens is, let's take regular infidelity. Okay. Somebody, you find out somebody you love has cheated on you romantically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's this, I want to fix it. I want to, I want to solve all this right this second so that we can get back to quote unquote the way things were. Sure. And what you want to do is you are hurting so bad right now. You want, you've got this magic HELOC that you want to solve it all and you want to go do that and take it out and just get back to the way things were. And then we'll, we'll figure it out later in a more manageable way. Yeah. The best way forward is you for you to realize, your husband to realize, what y'all knew before is now over. You're living mm-hmm. in relationship 2.0. Right. And you've got to rebuild what this thing's going to look like together. And I think, personally, what led your husband down this path is something he's going to have to heal from personally, and y'all going to have to heal from relationally, and a quick band-aid fix over this, or just moving debt from one arm to the other, does not solve that. It kicks the can down the road. Y'all gotta deal with this. I'd love to see him go get a second job, a third job, and make this like crank this sucker out on behalf of his family and make this thing happen. But just trying to jump in and solve it and fix his problem is is not the best thing for your marriage, for your financial security, for your kids long term.
1: Okay. Yeah, Kate, um, not to make light of the situation, but one of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett, which we used a lot during the COVID pandemic, was people make the worst decisions with money when they're drunk or when they're afraid. <laughs> And yeah. you are that second, and so the yeah. the fear that I hear from you, which I get. I have three little kids, and if that bomb mm-hmm. was dropped on me, um, yeah, you can't breathe. You can't. I mean, the the I fear call. of knowing mm-hmm. how am I, how are we going to pay our bills? How am I going to get food mm-hmm. on the table? I feel um, this complete whiplash in a marriage sense from my husband. The secret that I had no clue mm-hmm. so you're dealing with that on one side, and then the tactical nuts and bolts of being a mom with kids and trying to figure yeah. out how am I going to do this? So I, yeah. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I hurt so much yeah. for you. Um, but I don't want you to make a bad financial decision because it, you're in fear. And yeah. so what John was saying is so right. Just take a breath. Okay. And that will mm-hmm. come easier and easier with time, but don't, Getting a HELOC it, it moves the problem from one to the other, and yes, it can feel like okay the payments may be a little bit different, but that keeps you guys in this mess and in this memory longer and longer and longer. And mm-hmm. so, in a in a dream world, you, you and your husband sit down, Kate, together, and you say, "Okay, we make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You bring home probably around fifteen thousand dollars a month after taxes." And yeah. say, well, now we have this new $5,000 payment. So, mm-hmm. here's what we can afford in our budget to pay as is. And I don't know what that looks like for you guys. We don't have time to unpack every number of your budget. But say you have two, three, three thousand dollars $3,000 left at the end of your budget in general, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, we got to make up whatever the difference is. Is it another 2000 you got to make up? Uh, and then I want you to add on more to that. Because like you were saying, just paying the minimum payment, you're going to be paying interest and all of this stuff. It just keeps going and going. And so how can you attack it? And so I want you guys to run numbers together, get a spreadsheet out, get a calculator out and just say, okay, scenario one, you take an extra job and you're going to make X amount per month. Mm -hmm. Here's how quickly timeline wise we can pay this debt off. We can pay it off in three years and two months. If you take two jobs and you work four nights a week, five nights a week, we can pay it off in two years and eight months and run scenarios, Kate, okay? Sit there with a yellow okay. pad because what's mm-hmm. going to happen is, uh, and John says this all the time, facts are your friends. When you start to see numbers, not just fear in your head and not having a plan, but when you actually see numbers on a sheet of paper, that logic is going to help you navigate the best decision. And, yeah. um, and and man, you you guys have a hard three to four years ahead of you, Kate, you do. And, yeah. and that is the unfortunate part of marriage that when yeah. you are in a unified relationship
3: mm-hmm.
1: it is now your debt even though it was his decision that he went down mm-hmm. this road and so i would the anger is real and justified all of it um so i don't want you to shy away from those things because that is very real and that's going to be part of your healing process towards him kate um, i wish
0: you could feel yeah. this i can feel the anger on rachel right well now.
1: It, it, it just <laughs> it pisses just me off life. Kate, for you it does <laughs> oh, and and, and yeah. what i wonder too and this is john's lane but i'm like what he was going through. What what was the thing, right? Is it is it an addi- is there an addiction there that he's like? I think I could do it. It's like almost a gambling feeling of this day trading. Is it that he wanted I mean, something it has else
5: to be this? I mean, yes. I've like looked at every scenario, and this this can only be. Yeah, um, it's day trading addiction. It's not necessarily gambling like at the casino. In my mind, it's the same thing. Like it, it, is, is. It's, it, it is. It comes it's from the same place. Trading. Exactly
1: Kate, did you, so. um, not that this matters, did you find out on your own, or did he come and tell you?
5: Um, to be honest with you, I just had this feeling something wasn't right, and I just looked at him, I said, tell me right now what's happening, mm. and he just broke down, and yeah. I, he only told me a little bit at a time, it wasn't that bad, and then a little bit more, a little bit more, and then honestly, just in the last few weeks, did the extent of this come out, so... Yeah. I am in the deer in headlights right now. I mean, he's not day trading anymore, and um, I have direct deposit; his paycheck comes right to me, so Go there ahead. is no Go more ahead. money to... Yeah. But I mean, now I'm left with having to carry this burden and make the decisions: who do I pay this month, who do I not? And it's I'm. I don't kind of want left you to dealing with
0: this. Can't do it alone. Can't do it
1: alone. You bring him in and get. And if you guys have a good pastor, a good therapist, a good Gotta counselor a in the area do yeah. that Kate and, and hold enough. on the line we're going to give you guys um, Financial Peace University and it's not going to be the the silver bullet in this situation but I, I hope at least getting on the same page give with you common money yeah. and that you guys have the same shared goal and same vision it's going to be really important so Austin will pick up and give that to you guys for a year but I'm so sorry Kate I'm so sorry
0: oh, sick to my stomach oh. don't do anything for six, six months Just hang in there
1: With no network and the freedom to choose your health care provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: This is The Ramsey Show, 888 5225 Let's go to Brian in Savannah, Georgia. Let's see here. What's up, Brian? Hey. Hey. What's up, man?
6: Hey, thanks for taking the call. Of course. What's up? How can we help? So my wife is, uh, she's part of a nonprofit, a very small nonprofit. They do uh, Christian counseling. Okay. And she's kind of been uh, tapped for, and she's been part of the ministry for you know four or five years now, but she's kind of been tapped to kind of take over uh, as a CEO of the nonprofit. Um, the, uh, the founder who is the CEO now is, is stepping down to basically retire. She's late, you know, uh, late seventies. Um, but anyhow, so as she steps down, uh, the the question came up or the request is that she still gets paid uh, like, you know, a certain amount of money per month. Um, and so, which is actually a, a pretty big burden because it's less than $100,000 annual budget probably. Uh, and she's getting somewhere between $2,000, $2,500 a month. So the, the question is, we're, we're not really sure how you would handle that, her stepping into that. My wife doesn't want to we want to honor the person, you know, that 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 started the ministry. But then there's also the burden that it puts on the ministry itself. That it's it's kind of hand-to-mouth kind of thing. So we just we wanted some unbiased opinion, I guess, is what we're looking what for. What does
0: she want to? Why does she think she's entitled to eternal
6: payments? Um,
1: because she founded I it. I guess
6: because she is. Yeah, she's the founder. She's I mean, she. It. Yeah, she started it, and then I guess that, uh, you know, for her, I guess that's what she, she looks at it as, is kind of like, hey, I started this, I should continue to be paid, hmm. you know, for a while, you know, at least in perpetuity as as far as she's concerned.
1: Is this like her retirement, Brian? Was she banking on this? Like, was that?
6: Um, I don't think it was something she was banking on. I mean, she gets Social Security. I mean, she's had other jobs previously i mean this has been her the the full-time job um this has been the full-time job for her for probably the past maybe seven or eight years i guess uh and my wife uh, we've already talked about it we she doesn't expect to get to get paid at all um it'll be basically uh because it is christian counseling she gets she gets paid when she counsels people is this done out of a church? Uh, It is not out of a church, no, sir. Okay, so it has, like,
0: y'all have rent, you pay, and all that kind of stuff?
6: Yes, sir, so they have rent, they have, you know... Yeah, they rent offices. They have like three or four offices. They rent. So yeah, it's, it's actually grown quite a bit since my wife's been part of it. They, they sure they have, um, yeah, you know, honestly, the um, nonprofit
1: side, there. you know, the yeah. profit side, you sell the you sell the practice to someone you got, you know right, what I'm saying? Like right, it's right. that, but the nonprofit, I,
0: I yeah, I, this whole thing feels gross to me, Brian. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm willing to be wrong here. Uh, I, so I won't speak on behalf of the Ramsey company. I'll speak on behalf of John Deloney. Um, I've worked at nonprofits for the majority of my career, whether it was a, a university or an educational setting or when I was in college at a church, right? Um, yes, sir. In all of those places, I I was on call 24-7, 365. I showed up at hospitals. I helped design and build buildings with architects and engineering. For like, To expect to then leave and just get paid on work I'm not doing anymore just because I founded a program or started this or... That, to me, sounds insane. If I'm doing a job that has intellectual property rights to it or I'm running a business that is not propped up by the nonprofit status that mm-hmm. I don't have to pay taxes on it, I get all these different cuts all over the place and I'm owning all of the risk here and then I'm going to sell that, that's one thing. This, Yes, sir. This, I, it, somebody is saying, okay, it's time for me to re- retire. It's time for me to resign. Then it's time for you to retire and it's time for you to resign. Um. I'm just thinking here. I couldn't. I can't imagine myself leaving and be like, "Hey, Dave, how about you just pay me a salary for the rest of my life?" That just seems right. bizarre. But it seems equally bizarre to call back old universities I worked for um, and say, "Hey, you should give me some." She did found it. She did um, help people out. She's probably benefited from people working um, for less than market rate for a long time because they've got great hearts. She's probably benefited from the nonprofit stat, all the stuff, and that doesn't undermine how much work she is, but. This, is, this right. is not about personal ownership or intellectual property. This is about, I've been trying to help people for a long time. I want to keep helping people for a long time. And now I'm passing that helping baton onto somebody else. And so I, I don't yep. feel good yeah. about yeah.
6: it. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where we were at. Just because it's a it, it's pretty heavy burden. You know, a quarter of your budget kind of goes to that. So, yeah, which
1: makes me sad you know, for I've, her. Where I'm like, her legacy, yeah. if she goes through with this, it can't even be propped up well because I'm taking the money out of out of the counseling center for my own good and you kid they can barely make payments on rent and salary and stuff so from a mathematical standpoint it's like she's driving her own thing into the ground which makes no sense either so Uh,
0: and let's let's be honest about two things okay one she probably i want to i want to think through her side of this i want to be empathetic i can't imagine that she has put heart blood sweat and tears into this thing for years and this is a big part of her identity. And this may be a way less less she has to have the money and more she wants to stay connected because this thing is part of her. And that's hard, yeah, right? So maybe exactly. having some way to honor her in the community, get the paper, some way to honor her would be well, I think would be w- worth this. I mean, it would be right. The other thing is this. You can't control what she goes and does after you say, we're not going to continue to fund, we're not going to continue to, to pay you. She can go out Correct. and trash y'all. She can go out and say mean things about you. She can try to close the nonprofit down then before she she can try to do any number of things. She might be able to close it down as the as the CEO who's leaving. She might be able to shut the whole thing down. Just cancel it. Y'all have to be prepared for here's what could happen. And don't be surprised by it. And don't don't let your boundaries waver because of the loud volume and the screaming and the yelling or whatever might happen or the name calling yes, or the mean emails or whatever. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah.
6: Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. I, I appreciate you guys.
0: All right. Hey, thanks for that. Good luck moving forward. That, yeah. one's, that one's tough. That one's tough, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's go to uh, Chester in Washington, D.C. Hey, Chester, we're up against your clock. Uh, what's up, man?
7: Yeah, so uh, thank you guys for having me. I do appreciate it very much. So um, let's see where I start. Okay, so I'm about, if you count student debt, uh, car debt. Well, one car debt. Um, uh, every debt, I guess, combined it, it equals about, I guess, 125K. Okay. And uh, currently, I'm a congressional staffer. I'm not a staffer, intern, right? Um, but you are on staff. And my wife works at Cracker Barrel And recently, we've been presented with an opportunity from a church that is uh, near us. To be directors of a program they have that is basically um it helps people who, who are homeless of course there's a thorough background check so it's not like violent criminals or or any of that that are allowed but they give them a place to stay and it also um like helps them find work and then gives them the spiritual foundation to send them back into the world so they don't are they, sell- gonna, are they gonna
0: pay you real money chester
7: Four thousand dollars a month, yes sir.
0: What does your congressional intern pay you besides a
7: high five? Oh Jesus. Uh fifteen hundred a month.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um I I would I would make the move.
7: Yes, sir. Um but one thing, they're also gonna provide us a place to live, not with the people, but it's like our own place yeah, to live. I'd make, I'd with make the move all man. amenities paid.
0: Get your debt That's paid That's awesome. Oh. Yeah, get your debt paid
1: off. What's that what's the hesitation, Chester? Ma'am? What's the hesitation?
7: Uh just uh, I don't know. I'm I'm honestly ma'am, I don't know. Uh my wife, uh, I guess she's a lot more spiritually in tune than me and she feels like it's a God thing. And I guess I'm starting to feel the way too, so I guess it scares me a little bit. How how old but are you guys? Also- I'm 27. She okay. is 22.
1: Do you want to do this, Chester? Like, with your life? Does this sound. I,
7: I love helping people. That's that's why yeah. I can't, it, That sounds crazy, but that's why I. That no,
1: that's not crazy at all. Is,
7: we do too. This is, <laughs> this is my wife's dream as well is yeah. to do something like this. Like I think this. it's great, Chester.
1: I think it's great. I think you guys, both young in their 20s, change is weird, change is hard, change is scary, but it sounds solid. The math works out well, Could better help in your you get favor. Out of debt better in your favor and you guys can do something you love together you don't yeah. have to be a
0: 27 year old intern anymore go for it go man. for it Chester go you got it. it you got it this is the Ramsey show we'll be right back
3: Hey, if you're a
7: fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. As you know, at Ramsey, we're always looking to protect our listeners from scummy companies, slick marketing, and money myths. I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print, where I do the research for you to help you rise above the system that's designed to keep you broke and in debt so that you can become confident in your money choices. Check out The Fine Print wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show.